1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the New Books Network. This is your host, Paul. Today, we're going to be speaking with Mr. David Kushner about his book, Rise of the Dungeon Master, Gary Gygax and the Creation of D&D, published by Nation Books in 2017. This book was illustrated by Corin Schaaf. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the New Books Network. This is your host, Paul. Today, we're going to be speaking with Mr. David Kushner about his book, Rise of the Dungeon Master, Gary Gygax and the Creation of D&D, published by Nation Books in 2017. This book was illustrated by Corin Shadmi. So welcome to the show, David. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. As a tradition on the channel, maybe we should just start with a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, your background, and then uh, your relationship uh, with, uh, with D&D and the subject matter of the book.
0: Sure. Um, so I'm a journalist and author. I'm a contributing editor of Rolling Stone and, um, I, you know, authored several books, including masters of doom, which was about, uh, the, the co-creators of the, the seminal first person shooters, doom and quake. So, you know, writing about gaming has, has always been an interest of mine. I do a lot of, um, uh, stories where there's a computer chip in them somewhere, um, you know, whether it's hackers or, you know, um, kind of the early days online and all that. So, um, and growing up in Florida, I was a big gamer myself and, uh, you know, played D&D. And uh, although personally, I, I kind of grew impatient with it and I, I spent most of my lawnmowing money in the, uh, in the arcade playing, you know, Defender and stuff like that. But, um, but I always, you know, I always had a, had a, I had a real respect and a a real strong interest in Dungeons and Dragons, um, you know, which to me kind of like Doom, um, you know, was a seminal, uh, not only a seminal game, but a seminal kind of, um, work of popular culture influence on popular culture. Um, I think that D and D today, we're just seeing the incredible influence of this more and more, um, every day when you look around, whether it's just the ubiquity of fantasy and, you know, stuff like game of Thrones, uh, um, or, you know, certainly if you look throughout the video game industry, um, you know not only specifically in the role playing game genre of video games but uh, you know as i explore in the in the graphic novel um you know dungeons and, D- dungeons and dragons was or is but but especially was i think during those pre you know internet pre kind of um computer Culture days. Uh, this was like an operating system that you could plug into your brain, and you could imagine these worlds. And so, you know, when you look at the, the Dungeons and Dragons impact on the video game industry today, it's it's as much that it just fostered creativity amongst this this new generation, this generation that would go on to make games of all of all types. So. Um, you know that was that's kind of been my interest in in D and D, and then back in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, um, I did a long feature story for Wired magazine, which uh, was a profile of Gary Gygax, and I I went to interview him. I also interviewed many others, um, you know, in his world, including Dave Arneson, sort of somewhat somewhat unsung. Um, co-creator of the game. And that's the basis of the graphic novel um which now here, you know, nearly a decade later, um uh I put together with the help of uh illustrator Corn Shodney. So that's my uh it's my long story of of how I got to Rise of the Dungeon Master.
1: Great. Well, it's, it's just a fantastic graphic novel, and, uh, and the style of illustration is, is really wonderful, too. How did you get linked up with Corin Shadmi? Had you known
0: him previously? or um, No, I didn't. You know, I, I proposed the idea to uh, an editor I know um, at Nation Books, and she liked it. And, you know, um, she was really the one who started churning up a, a list of uh, potential illustrators and, um, you know, Corrin, uh, not only being a not only was he a really talented illustrator, but he was um, somebody who grew up playing D&D and so sort of had that understanding um, and had, in fact, had previously thought about doing um, a D&D themed graphic novel. So it was just a perfect, uh, you know, match in that regard. And we had a lot of fun working on it together.
1: How did you come to the decision initially to do the graphic novel format?
0: Um, you know, again, just going back to my roots of being a big nerd. Um, you know, I just, I always loved comics. I loved, um, you know, mad magazine was a big influence on me. Um, I I always liked graphic novels and back when they were, I guess maybe just called underground comics. And, um, so I just I've I've been interested in the in the form and in the medium and I've been interested in opportunities within that medium like I'm always interested in I write about I write about new mediums you know video games or you could you could say that D&D was kind of a new medium and um and I I've been interested in graphic novels which I I don't think we've really you know, what I started noticing is that graphic novels fell into a few categories, like primarily, you know, you had the sort of fictional graphic novels. Um, and then you had the, the nonfiction ones. They were, the, 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 you know, there's been a lot of graphic memoirs. So it's a, a you know, author slash illustrator, same person. Um, and then there's been some, there's been some comics journalism out there. but But again, a lot of it is, one person who's the author and the illustrator and I'm not an illustrator and, um, but you know, I'm a journalist and I thought, you know, it'd be cool to take some of these stories, which I think would lend themselves to graphic novels and then, and, you know, bring the, the kind of, um, the gravitas of like, um, the journalism, the reporting and interviewing and all that. But, um, presenting it in this in this form. So um, and to me, you know, Dungeons and Dragons was just sort of like the perfect uh, the perfect story because, you know, it's dealing with a kind of magic realism, which I thought would lend itself really well to the uh, to a graphic novel where, you know, for example, when, you know, they're playing the game or working on the game, you could actually incorporate sort of real uh you know monsters and mazes uh in the world around them so to to have fun with it in that that respect
1: absolutely so were your main sources Mm -hmm. for building the narrative around gary's life uh, for your wired article and subsequently for the graphic novel were your main sources journalistic ones of going out and interviewing friends and family and colleagues or, Mm -hmm. or other sorts of sources
0: yeah yeah um that's what i did i mean back in fact, I've interviewed, I interviewed Gary Gygax a few times for different, different reasons. But the main one was this wired story. And I, and I went to Lake Geneva, um, and spent, you know, uh, there was a, there was a gaming convention there, a really small one that Gary, uh, organized and, uh, it was called the Lake Geneva convention. And, you know, that was, I, I spent time there. I gamed with him. We just hung out, drove me around, you know uh he wasn't uh one little anecdote that I found interesting about him was that he uh he didn't have a driver's license so he couldn't drive so my tape of of interviewing him it's just me basically driving him around and and he he wouldn't put on a seatbelt so you just hear the seatbelt beep chiming throughout the whole tape but um you know so there was that and then I actually I flew down to uh uh Orlando and where Dave Arneson was uh, teaching at Full Sail uh, University, um, he was teaching game design. So, yeah, just did the kind of my usual reporting, talking to a bunch of people and reading and, and assembling all that. So the graphic novel, you know, is, an, is an, an adaptation of the story that I did for Wired. But there's more things in there that I wasn't able to explore in the, in the Wired piece. It strikes me that Gary seems
1: like a really seemed like a really down to earth, humble person. If you if you Google uh, Gary Gygax, uh you know, um, or look on YouTube, there's remarkably little of of him uh, as a public figure. Uh, what, what was it like for you to just spend time with him and 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 game with him uh, as as a person?
0: Um. You know, I have to say it was it was uh I definitely was fanboying a little bit just because it's like, I mean, God, I've interviewed so many people over the course of my career. Many are, you know, famous or not. I mean, the fair number of, I've, I've, I've interviewed famous people, I should say, along the way. But, you know, Gygax, I guess, just because I, I was a gamer and. And I get it, you know. I understand D and D and what it meant and what it means. Uh, that was just cool. I mean, he was—he's kind of like the Jerry Garcia of role playing games. So, you know, it was just—it was cool to meet him and, you know, get him to sign my monster manual and For stuff sure. like that. <laughs> but um, and I really, you know, I mean, look, I mean, to sit and actually play a role playing game with the dungeon master—I mean, I was—I appreciated the fact that. This was a, you know, this is a very unique opportunity, but, um, you know, he, um, he is definitely a larger than life character and he was not, you know, I think people have noted about the graphic novel. I mean, it's not, you know, it, it's a warts and all story. So, I mean, he was a complex person, you know, he wasn't always the nicest person, um, but that's, you know, that's what it is to be a human being and, that's the story I tried to tell. So, um, you know, he, he is very strong willed, strong minded. I mean, I noticed that in, in hanging out with him, um, terms of like his point of view on things that you wouldn't really, I mean, at least I didn't know at the time things that you would expect him to be interested in that he just didn't like, like Lord of the Rings. He had a lot of negative things to say about Lord of the Rings. I mean, I didn't know that, um, you know, video games. He was, not a big fan of video games. So, um, and then also just kind of learning about his own personal journey, um, which, which was, uh, you know, surprising, um, that, uh, you know, as I, as I explore in the book that he became, uh, he became a a religious person later in life. So, um, you know, it was a really wonderful opportunity.
1: Not an opportunity that uh, many gamers have had, so you're definitely among the lucky ones. Uh, And what about Dave Arneson? You mentioned you went down to Orlando to speak to him too, and unfortunately, I think that you're very right that he's missed much of the credit that really is owing to him uh, for his role in in the creation of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, But at the same time, I've heard that he really is not bitter about it or was not bitter about was it. Was not, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, he, he was, um, how could you not be? I mean, I think that there had to be some bitterness there, but, you know, he, he was, when I, when I met with him, um, you know, when I met with him, um, my impression of him was that he was a genuine, you know, he enjoyed teaching, he enjoyed, uh, passing on um game design. I mean, I remember he he was always wearing a black baseball cap that said Dungeons and Dragons on it. I mean, he was very proud of what he had done. And um, you know, there's an interesting um there's an interesting pattern, interesting phenomenon behind a lot of innovation, which is this idea of a duo, you know, and of the sort of the 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 you know, the amazing thing that this duo can achieve together and then the tension and, you know, we, and the falling out, we've seen this again and again, whether it's, you know, the story of Apple or whether it's the story, you know, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs, or if you see, you know, in the case of doom and quake, which I wrote about, um, John Carmack and John Romero and certainly, you know, Dave Arneson and, and, Gary, fit that mold to a large degree in that, you know, I think Gary was kind of, you know, he took, he was the front man, he was the ambitious businessman, you know, Dave was a bit more of the, um, sort of behind the scenes, um, but, but made some hugely important contributions and, um, you know, but I think ultimately got a little bit overshadowed.
1: Too when you look at where the game is at now and where it's come from, I have presently uh, in my office the uh, first edition, uh, at, uh, or, well, the first advanced Dungeons and Dragons uh, mm-hmm. Dungeon Master Guide with the by Gary Gygax emblazoned on the front. And the difference between that book, which mm-hmm. is basically chock full of reference tables, it looks like a a war game from the Napoleonic era or something, uh, which Mm -hmm. is very, very Gygaxian. The difference between that and the 5th edition Player's Handbook, or the 5th edition Dungeon Master Guide, which is absolutely Arnesonian in Uh contrast, It's all about creating a space where your imagination fills in the gaps and and not even attempting to have a table for what happens when a half-elf spy tries to listen through a door. Yeah. Gygax kind of, my understanding at least, uh, and I'd be interested on your insight in this, is that Gygax sort of thought you could account for everything. And Arneson, one of his sort of philosophical conflicts with Arneson was that Arneson said, you're crazy. You can't go down that path.
0: Yeah. I think that's accurate. And, you know, and I think that, but that also, you know, that, that became a kind of, um, uh, You know, that was sort of how they lived their lives, too, I think. You know, I mean, Gary, you know, going out to Hollywood and trying to expand and do like, you know, just going just kind of, I don't know, maybe too strong to say controlling everything. But but there was that, you know, and I think that that Dave. Certainly by his own design of his life, he kind of let the reins go. Um, which is sort of what I think he, he wanted to do with players as well. So yeah, I do, I do, I do think that that's, you know, that's true.
1: I've asked this of a few of the other, um, authors who've come on the show talking about Dungeons and Dragons and the people behind it. But was there anything that surprised you, uh, that you had encountered when you were doing your research and your interviews with Gygax and Arneson and some of these other, um, players in these early days of D&D? <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, I think, you know, a few of the things that I mentioned, um, you know, I mean, just to expand on that, like, I just found it interesting that Gygax, you know, he was really, some people called him the Antichrist. Like, you know, there was a period of time when the panic over D&D was very real. Um, there's a chapter in the book, uh, chapter six, I believe that deals with the story of Dallas Egbert, who was the student who went missing under the steam tunnels uh, at a university in Michigan, university in Michigan. And, um, you know, which set off kind of a lot of the hysteria about the game and like supposedly was satanic. And then you had these religious groups who would, um, create these like religious tracks, warning parents about, you know, what their, their kids were doing in the basements and conjuring demons and all of that. So, I found it really surprising and interesting that Gary, toward the, you know, later in life, um, sort of discovered religion and, and, and the, the, this idea of like the person who's supposedly the Antichrist, like becoming religious. I just found that to be a compelling, uh, arc of, of his story. So, um, so that was one aspect of, of that I found surprising.
1: What do you think the legacy is today of Gygax and Arneson's creation uh, in, in our contemporary space?
0: Well, you know, like, as I was saying before, I mean, I just think that it's 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 getting bigger by the day. I mean, just turn on TV, and you know, there's Stranger Things and Game of Thrones, and and all of that, and um, you know, and and you know, I mean, I think it's like it who is The Rock, and all these, you know, the people coming out as as, as D&D players. Um, You know, it used to be kind of dangerous to be a nerd. And I think that when in those early days in D&D, it's like, you know, it wasn't so cool. It's certainly cool now, I think, to say that you play Dungeons and Dragons. And, um, you know, and I think that's just partly because the, the generation who grew up playing it is now in power. So you're seeing, uh, you know shows like Stranger Things, which is like an homage to to D and D, very heartfelt. Um, you know, uh, people who grew up playing it are now the game are now kind of creating their own tributes to it, or you know, they're 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 wearing their influences on their sleeves. So um, I think you know, as I was saying for a little bit, that like that the influence of D and D is not just specifically on the genre of role-playing games, you know, both paper role-playing games and video games, but perhaps even um, even more impactfully is the influence it had on all the players who went on to, you know, it was sort of like their boot camp of creativity was Dungeons and & Dragons. And that, I think, is what the real legacy of the game or what the, one of the biggest legacies of the game is, I should say.
1: Wrapping up, what's next for you, David? Uh, any projects coming up?
0: Um, you sure. You know, I'm always working on other magazine stories. Uh, I'm working on a book um, that is sort of about the early days of the Internet. And um, and I definitely plan to do some more uh, another graphic novel. Um, you know, I enjoyed this experience quite a bit, and I think it's a really – you know for certain stories certain certain true stories it's just a perfect way to to tell them on a, on a on a broader canvas so looking forward to that
1: well we thank you so much for uh, coming on the new books and talking about the amazing graphic novel rise of the dungeon master
0: thanks for having me
1: thank you so okay. much david you're welcome